Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Jason Mark Campbell, author, public speaker, sales and marketing consultant. Jason, Jason is the author of Selling with Love, Earn with Integrity, and Expand Your Impact. He is on a mission to inspire small business owners with sales reluctance to embrace it as a beautiful activity that transforms lives. He also interviews thought leaders from around the world on topics of leadership, team building, communication, productivity, and so much more. He's a public speaker who shared the stage with the likes of Gary B., Jason Silva, Yishin Yakani, and Lisa Nichols, and many, many more. Jason has spoken at events by HubSpot, Inc. Magazine, and AFES. He has worked for Mind Valley, a personal growth edtech company, for seven years. He's been responsible for million dollar product launches, handling the PR for the New York Times best selling book launches, launching the very first membership platform, selling a thousand people one month long events and bringing in top-level authors to be published by the company. Jason is the author and the host on this platform. His mission is all about teaching companies to care more. As businesses have so much power in our capitalist world, if they can educate businesses to take on more responsibility on how they sell, how they market, how they treat their employees, and even how they invest their monies, we start shifting the very planet into a better place for all. Jason, welcome to the podcast today. Ian, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Um, you're on the other side of the planet and, and, and you're working like crazy, uh, doing split shifts every day, uh, helping the world to sales. So thanks for making a big dent in the sales universe. Um, and, and when I read your bio, I get this feeling of care. I, that's what it's, that's what stands out to me. The, that's the word that comes to mind. Why do you care so much about sales? Yeah, that's an interesting place to start. Well, you know, if you see somebody being overly passionate about something, there's usually an origin story. Um, you know, I find it very funny. There's this, uh, this theme that you hear often, uh, in, in media, how now we're really analyzing what would be villain arcs. You know, how do people actually become villain? And we start digging into the psychology of that. But superheroes have always had that kind of origin story. And it usually starts with something that happened that wronged the hero that makes them passionate or care about seeing something change. And so with sales with me, nothing too different from the typical origin story, which is I went through a bad sales experience. 
And I think that's something that many people can relate to. And it's why sales gets such a bad reputation is most of us can relate to a story where we've been wrong through a sales process. And in my case was in my early twenties, I was just getting out of university, looking for what is the place I'm going to, you know, make my impact in the work and make a difference. And I got into this uh, real estate education program. Now to label this plainly into a way most people could relate. If any of you have heard of things like uh, Trump University or make millions in real estate seminars, it was one of those. And being in my early 20s, I didn't know any better. I did learn a ton of things about how money works, what was happening in market cycles. But at the end of that education arc, I got taken through a mentorship program where they basically promised the world. They even said they were going to fund the deals we were buying. We were very excited, me and my business partners. And they put us into a room to record testimonials of how incredible the program was. And the moment those testimonials were recorded, their investor disappeared. Everything we had been taught when we started validating it with professionals in the field, we realized that we were taught wrongly. And I realized we had been taken on a smoke and mirror circus show to get us really hyped up to record testimonials, which they would then use across Canada, actually, to promote more people to join the racket. And I was the face of it. And I had to request cease and desist. Then I re had to relearn everything myself. And I was like, how is it that, you know, we fell for this? Sales is so powerful. And when it's used in a manipulative way, it can really shift people into making bad decisions. But I'm very glad that one thing remained. And I didn't just throw the baby out with the bathwater, which I think is something we commonly do if we've been wronged in sales, is we start thinking all sales are bad, all sales are evil. And rather, it's just that sales in general is very powerful. And one of the missions that have come from me from the moment that this happened was not to reject sales, but to empower ethical businesses and call it the good guys and the good girls out there that are trying to make a difference. They're trying to build a business that truly makes an impact. How do you see sales fit in in an ethical way with integrity that still makes the impact you want to make? And this is what I've been analyzing. This is what I've been trying to find. And this is what I want to ignite in people that are excited about selling to do it in a way that feels good and aligns. Love what you said, Jason. And I love how you started it off with that origin story. I immediately thought of Clark Kent and Superman, right? That's, what, that's where my mind went. And, and we all have something that, that got us on the path and, and fueled our purpose. And, and your story did exactly that for you. You know, ethical business practices, doing it with integrity. And what, what stands out for me with what you've already said, Jason, is that there was no integrity in that real estate thing you were involved in. You having integrity said, I, I'm out of here. I got to go. I learned something, though, and I'll take, I'll take it as a step and, and I'll, I'll grow from there. So good on you. Congratulations uh, for, for, that, for that early uh, learning and success you built from it. Um, why do people need to learn? about selling with love, Jason? What, 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 why do they really need that? You know, what do they really need to learn about selling with love? Yeah, well, I'll take a step back. And what I'll say is, first off, like, why should we even learn about sales in general? Because, you know, that's, you know, you heard my origin story. And it's like, okay, Jason, you know, go do you and teach sales because you've been wrong and you want to make the world right. But as individual business owners, or maybe as sales professionals, like, why is it so important to learn more about selling is understanding that sales is everything and everywhere. 
the entire material world that we live in, the fact that we can have this conversation on, you know, uh, I'm calling in from Skype, you're using your own technology, you've chosen this technology to record this episode, uh, people are listening to this podcast on a various platform, all of those are a result of a sale that was made to make us use a certain technology or make us use a certain software, use certain things around our house. If we, we look around the house that we live in, well, that's that's a result of a sales process, real estate, the, the food that we eat, that's the result of a grocery store presenting us some opportunities and things we decided to buy. So in my book, I actually talk about how sales is actually an energy exchange amongst conscious beings. And I did work for a personal growth company for seven years. So yeah, I'm going to use the term energy here, but I love it because it encompasses everything. You're talking about goods and services takes energy to create money, which often ends up being the biggest block people have around sales, is nothing more than stored energy. And instead of looking at, at the source or the root of all evil, instead, it's been the greatest liberator for us to actually grow and exchange goods and services, have an understanding of value. It, it's actually when you look at renewable energy, right? A lot of people are having these conversations about we need better solar panels, we need better wind energy, but actually, one of the limiting technologies is actually battery and storage. And money has done this for the capitalist world. That's why we've been able to grow. But nonetheless, understanding that this energy needs to exchange, the sales now becomes not a thing of manipulation. It doesn't become a thing where you're trying to take from others. It's really about facilitating flow. And when I talk about selling with love, particularly, I'm not saying go start romantic relationships with all your prospects. That is not what I'm advocating. <laughs> yeah. What I am saying, though, is when you know what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return in the exchange, then love is the emotion that balances the equation. And if you can go forward and always sell with that mindset, you'll be unstoppable. That's wonderful. It so resonates with me. I, I love when you said sales is everywhere and, and, and everything. And you're right. You're so right. Just it, you listeners, look at your car you're driving. You bought that from someone sold that to you. Look at the gas you buy. You have to pull over to a gas station, pay expensive prices to buy the gas today. But it, a sale <laughs> happens every, every second, everywhere in the world. And you're right. If it can be done with integrity, Jason, with, with passion, with bringing a benefit to someone that, that they may not have been aware of before, that's a wonderful thing. And it's, it's a noble practice if it's done with integrity. It truly is. There's a lot of bad examples out there, and you and I know of many of them. But when it's done right, it's a, it is a beautiful thing. And, you know, some people have got fears and, like, you know, this impression of, of, of good, bad, and evil. And people are afraid or simply don't like sales, right? So why do you think that is? Why are people kind of like, eh, sales, ah, that's a scary thing. Yeah. Well, you've already hinted to it in your, your response there as you talked about how we've often had these negative sales experience. I shared my story, which anybody with existing fear might be traumatized and confirming, oh, look, Jason went through you know, a sales process, got manipulated. So there we go. I am right again. All sales are bad. All sales are evil. And if that's the mindset we have, then why would you want to be labeled as a salesperson, which is just what you've described as the definition of evil? And we kind of put it in a bucket of that's what they do. The bad people are salespeople, but I'm different. I'm good. So that's why I don't like the sales thing. I stay away from it. I distance myself from it. 
And that'd be fine in, in and itself. It's definitely a dysfunction, but you could live with it if it wasn't for the fact that it holds you back between everything that you want in your life. If you want more abundance, more success, more freedom, everything that you want is usually at the other end of a sales process because guess what? If you want to get that dream job, that's a sales process. You want to get a promotion? That's a sales process. You want to hit your quota? Of course, that's some sales that's going to be involved. And if you're in your own business and you want to either raise money, hire people, um, get people motivated to do their work more effectively, all of those are sales processes. And so if you reject any of the methodology, the, the essence of what sales is, you're limiting the flow of what you can be creating in your business, in your career, or as a salesperson. So that's a big source. And I often re- remind people that just because you can encounter negative sales experiences doesn't mean we have to label every sales experience as such. And here's something that's true about the field. And this is a damaging confession. If you want to be a doctor or you want to be any kind of professional, a lawyer, accountant, there are barriers to entry. There's certifications that need to happen. There's minimal schooling that needs to be in place. And so you have a very big barrier to entry and lots of filters that make it so that the majority of people who make it to the other side are going to be quite qualified. And so your chances of having a good experience are going to be better since you're dealing with a smaller group, more persistent, jump through more hurdles. And so they have to have some level of passion to be able to have those kinds of encounters. So your doctor, lawyers, accountants will generally tend to lean more towards having a positive experience as opposed to a majority negative experience. Not saying they're all positive, but your chances are higher compared to a sales professional where, well, guess what? You pick up the phone, start calling prospects, you're already a sales professional. So most of them will not be educated, trained, experienced. Some of them didn't take a choice to go into sales. They kind of end up into sales. So the passion's not there. And so if 80% of your sales interactions maybe tend to be negative, it might be because there's a huge proportion of sales individuals who just are not playing at the game of being an expert, being a professional themselves. But when you start studying the people at the top, the best of the best, you start realizing that they're embodying some of the values we could all agree are fantastic as human beings. And guess what? Work fantastically as a sales individual. Most people are like, oh, I hate those loud talking, annoying salespeople. Where do we get this idea? That's the wolf of Wall Street. That's your madman. That's a very small exception that makes for great TV. But your top salespeople, what are they? They're saying you have two ears and one mouth. You should be listening more, asking powerful questions, caring about your prospects, trying to identify problems and seeing if your solution actually solves that problem, finding a value exchange that makes sense, making sure that you're having happy transactions, repeat business, referrals. Those are the kind of metrics that a great salesperson is looking for. And that doesn't make for interesting TV. That could actually be quite boring, to be honest, but it works. It's successful. And for those who are afraid of sales, if they don't know that that world exists, they might think that all sales is bad, is evil, but instead we start realizing, wow, this is something I could do. I could care for people. I'm curious about people. I like solving problems. Then sales might be more accessible and less fearful than you ever thought possible. So beautifully said. Uh, uh, Jason, I've got to say, like one of the things that came to mind while you were speaking there was stop selling. You know, like stop selling, start solving. Like you're not actually selling anything. You're solving problems for people. And when you do that, they're going to appreciate it. They will, they will 
continue to buy more from you. They'll bring their friends. So if it's done with integrity, it can have purpose and it can matter for people. And, and that, that's what you're really all about. I, I love uh, what you're talking about. And, you know, there's, a, there's some thought about that. We've all seen, okay, that bad sale. For, I saw the movies you referred to. Another one would be Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. One of the old-time worst sales movies you could ever watch. Star-studded field. But, uh, oh, wow, did they do some terrible things. And if you're watching it on TV going, I could never be in sales. After watching that show and that show, oh. What a nightmare. Those people are evil, terrible, human, manipulative human beings. But if it's done right, it can be a fabulous career and it can last you a lifetime. It truly can. Which is kind of my next question about life. So are some people just born to be natural rock stars in sales? You might, you know, you might liken an extrovert more aligned to that. Or are people, is it a born or built thing, Jason? What's your opinion? Yeah, uh, there's a bit of nurture. There's a bit of, uh, what is it, nurture or nature? I think that's the argument. Um, so are there some natural bull salespeople? I think if you have an innit curiosity is actually going to be something that's going to be really helpful for someone who's going fully in a sales, much more than introversion and extroversion. And what I mean by that is if you're curious about people, you're curious and you care, that's going to be a fuel that will keep your lights on. If you're someone that's genuinely not that curious and you don't really care, you won't have the necessity to be investigating, to be asking questions, to truly wanting to solve problems. Now, the whole introverted, extroverted thing, it's, it's so interesting because I interview people from around the world, various positions in sales, and oftentimes the top salespeople, you'll see they're actually introverted, which shocks most of the extroverts like me. There are particular functions I think that you'll find yourself gravitate towards and be more excited about as an extrovert versus an introvert. For example, if by extroversion you're talking about getting really excited about meeting new people and connecting with new people, then it might be very interesting for you to be in a role where you're doing sales developments or business developments, where you're trying to find new prospects that can come into the pipeline. If you're being more introverted, you might find it more interesting to work with only the qualified leads to really start investigating and taking them towards the finish line when it comes to the sales, uh, the sales pipeline, because now you're actually being more investigative, more interested in the person you're having one-on-one versus your extrovert might want to be running webinars and having thousands of people and being able to share with everybody how exciting this new, if you're selling software, for example, you're like, look at this amazing software. Here's the features it does. Here's an understanding of our typical avatar. And so you're speaking in their language and you're kind of assigning the people possibly to the people who are more introverted. So sales is a huge field. There's so many different positions you can play. You can think about it as maybe a football team. And I mean, based if you're American, it could be American football or it could be soccer for the international, but everyone has a position to play. And based on your strength and and weaknesses, there's usually a position that you'll be best at. And so are some people natural born at sales? If you have innate curiosity and care and and trying to problem solve, that's going to be a really good skill that'll help you. But as far as introverted or extrovertedness, I think that there's various positions you'll find easier than others. And the final thing I'll say is no matter what, training, development, and practice are really what's going to differentiate a good and a great salesperson because it's really about what you can learn and what you can practice. 
Uh, Jason, I couldn't agree more. That was right out of, I guess we're reading the same mantra. There's no question about that. Training and ongoing development, which typically takes coaching, practice, feedback, and a never-ending thirst to learn and grow, those are the ones that make a lifetime out of successful selling. There's no doubt. I really love what you talked about with introvert-extrovert for a moment there, just to reflect. And, and, you know, you're right. Extroverts are more, you know, give me the stage, give me the microphone, you know, let me let me do the webinar, let me do the, the podcast, let me do whatever it is. The introverts are, are, are usually better thinkers than the extroverts. And so once they've got a client, the follow through, the details, the commitments, you know, the, the ensuring that all the promises get delivered on, the account management, introverts make for great account managers. Perhaps the extroverts are more naturally suited for hunting and going out there to find the very, very first call or the first new customer. And, and you're right. I love how you likened it to a, a sporting team, that we all have a position to play, and it is a team. So we're all equal and equally valued on that team, which is, which is wonderful. So our listeners today, and again, Jason, I really, really appreciate, I'm sure our listeners, I speak for all of them when I say thank you for, for coming on the podcast. Is there anything our listeners can do to just be better at sales? Yeah, I think, you know, already it's a good start. If you're still listening to this podcast and podcast is a regular thing that you decide to invest your time into, I think continuously learning, getting perspective, being subscribed to what you're listening here is already a great start. I think continuous education is always going to bring you in the right direction. But the one thing I would just want to caution about this is I've had so many of my potential clients or existing clients, they find themselves trapped in the education wheel. And that means you're out there, you're wanting to sell, and you're like, all right, I'm going to listen to this, I'm going to listen to that, I'm going to buy this book, and I'm going to take this course, but you're not going to go out there and do the thing imperfectly. Now, I'm speaking to the perfectionists out there. You're waiting to make things absolutely amazing, perfect, and fully educated before you take that first step, and none of that is going to help you grow as much as just going out there and doing it. I was blessed that one of my first sales jobs was actually an inside sales agent role at a real estate company. And what that meant is I had to just pick up the phone. There was a list of leads that had requested information and I would just dial, ring three times, no answer, hang up. Third time that I call, no, no answer. I would leave a voicemail. I would call, they'd pick up, I'd follow a script. They would say yes or no. If they'd say no, I'd ask you, can I follow up? Uh, when would be a good time to follow up? They'd say three months. I'd mark six weeks. I'd call them back then because you want to write half the time. I was in a super structured sales role and it was beautiful. It was liberating. I had a script. I had leads and I could practice a hundred calls a day. And it's so fascinating to me because the biggest fear that most people are going to have in sales is a fear of rejection. And I think if you can put yourself at a high exposure position really early on in your sales career to just call it like check the box. Like that fear of rejection is going to be there until you've just had so many sales interactions that you start realizing that no one's going to kill you. You're going to be fine. You're always going to improve and you get to analyze and go through a rapid cycle. So to me, that's one of the best things I would suggest for people is don't neglect the action. And if you can be in a high velocity position to really conquer that fear of rejection, which often happens to be the number one thing that holds people back, then you start realizing it's not that bad. 
then you can start tweaking, optimizing, reaching out to more qualified people, learning more on podcasts such as this, and really just going out there on your sales journey and realize that you're on a mission to serve. You're on a mission to make an impact. And if you truly know that what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return, you're just being a loving sales individual. And that's a great energy to move forward in sales that people will feel, people resonate. They say, be enthusiastic when you sell. Well, I've never seen anybody as enthusiastic as somebody in love. And again, I'm not saying go and romantically date your prospects, but come with that loving, leading, caring energy, and you'll see that you will be unstoppable. I love what you're saying. I, I really to, to connect with that. And it was interesting as you were talking there, Jason, on the last one. Uh, I, I know there's some people that are ready, aim, 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 then fire. They want to be perfect. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just, you know, even not even ready, fire, right? Like just get out there and do it. Nothing, the best teacher's experience. Sure, you won't, the first call won't be that great. You'll, you'll mess up, you'll stub your toe, you'll, you know what I mean? Something might not go well, but you learn from that. That's fat, that, you learn quicker through that than sitting through your course or my course or anyone's course and just getting out there and doing it, you know, pulling the ropes, walking in the shoes. And experience is the best teacher of all, there's no doubt. And as I love to say in sales, like a quick no the best thing we can all hear in the world of sales is when a customer says yes. And we reach over, we shake their hand and say, thank you very much for your business and your confidence in our organization. We appreciate your business. The second best thing is a quick no. Because the slow no robs us of our most treasured asset, which is time. The quick no gives us our time back to win somewhere else and play another game. So uh, we're not going to win them all. And, and you know, the best salespeople are good at getting the quickest no's. They are. And they move on to the next yes. And that's how they how they do it. Now, Jason, I really want to thank you very much. Before we let you go, how can our listeners reach out to get a hold of you, buy your book, connect with you? Uh, you know, how do, how do our listeners best do that today? Yeah, well, I'll tell two things. Number one is that if you've enjoyed this conversation and you want to go deeper into the concepts of selling with love to help you really get more revenue, more profit, and be more joyful in the way that you do your sales, uh, it's available on Amazon. Selling with love, earn with integrity, and expand your impact is the title. But if you'd like to connect with me directly, I love hearing feedback from what you took away from this conversation. And since we're all sales professionals, I will use our network, which is LinkedIn. And I'll give a quick tip for people that are on LinkedIn. And the only things that I will accept as friendship requests or connection requests on LinkedIn is when you actually add a note and say, I just listened to you on Ian's podcast um, and maybe share what your takeaway is. I will definitely love to start a conversation with you, help you with any blocks you might have, uh, maybe even give you a little freebie gift if you do connect uh, very shortly. So you can find it, Jason Mark Campbell, very easy to find. And I uh, would love to have a chance to speak with all of you and see what resonated the most. Once again, my guest today has been Jason Mark Campbell, author, public speaker, sales marketing consultant, author of the book, Selling with Love, Earn with Integrity, and Expand Your Impact. Jason, thank you so much for your time today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Ian. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. 
please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.